G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Give us a call anytime. Want to hear from you. But right now, we're going to talk a bit of golf, and we got a good guest out of America on the line. She might only be 24, but Lydia Ko has felt like she's been in our lives forever. And yesterday, winning her 17th LPGA Tour event, Proves her game is as good as it's ever been. Fending off her good friend Danielle Kang on a tight final day. Lids finish with a final round. Three under 69 to claim to claim the Gamebridge event in Florida. Ryan Bellinger is the owner of Golf News Net and a very clever golfing mind. He is also followed by Barack Obama. The one and only Barack Obama. How good on Twitter. Which feels like a story in itself. But he is with us to talk about Lydia and all things golf. Good morning, Ryan. It's morning here. G'day. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm great. Yeah, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for joining us. We're just, uh, it was a great day for Kiwi fans seeing our golden girl, um, well, getting back to where she's been so accustomed to in the winning circle, Lydia Ko, mate. What, what would your take from her um, win over a good friend and, and a player that's in so such fine form in herself, Danielle King? But what would your take from that tournament, mate? It was just a joy to see. It was a great showdown with them playing together in the final day. Lydia mentioned after winning that she really hasn't had many opportunities to play on a Sunday or in a final round with Danielle Kang, with someone she considers kind of a bigger sister. And that that, that in and of itself made it special for her. But to be able to just kind of hang on and, and really... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We might have just, we just lost in the end. He was... Get on some great chat too. Ryan Ballinger out of uh, the United States on our Anywhere link and having a chat. But I think Baz, I think when you think of Lydia and you think where she's come from, you know, like when she hit the, when she started and she started, she turned pro and she was winning all those events. Even before she turned pro, she was winning all those events. And she was, she was classy. You there, Ryan? I am, yes. Awesome, awesome. Sorry, Matt. You me? cut out there for a wee bit. So carry on. But the, the bunker shot that she hit on the 72nd hole to secure everything, to hit it to a foot, I mean, that's a nervy spot. That's a tough situation. And to force Danielle Kang to make a putt that wasn't really comfortable for her either to force extra holes and, and couldn't do it, uh, I think that was kind of the moment for me as someone who's followed her career since she first won when she was 15 on the LPGA <laughs> to convince me that she's all the way back. I mean, she is securely third in the world right now behind Nellie Korda and Jin Young Ko. And it feels like she might be setting herself up for a year where she could get it, make it a three person conversation for the best women's player in the world right now. Hey, Ryan, it's Baz here. You mentioned that you followed her career right throughout. And when you think back over her career, what is it that stands out about not just her golf, but also how she's conducted herself as a person? I think she's grown a lot as a person. I think that she puts herself out there a lot too. And not everyone's willing to do that. Uh, and she does it obviously in her own way. Everyone does. 
but I, I think that she has been really honest with people about what she perceives her career trajectory to be, how long she wants to do this, where she wants to go in the game. And I think that draws a lot of people to her. I mean, I tweeted about her yesterday winning and to have so many people set, you know, like that tweet and be happy with her winning again and being at what I perceive to be close to her best. I, I think that's kind of stands how people have resonated with her over the years. And she's like we've said, 24 years old. She's nowhere near the end. She, she's more close to the beginning than the end. And so that means she's at this kind of next wave of her career, which could be as good as, if not better than the first. And I, I think that's really fascinating now. Awesome. Also, we're talking to Ryan Ballinger out of the United States about Lydia Ko and that 17th one. If you've got any questions, text double eight double three on the text line. We'll get those to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, just talk about to us about Lydia Ko. She is 24 years of age, and she, she said already she's going to retire by the time she's 30. She wants to go and do psychology, which I think is crazy because she could just play forever in the game of golf and, and create an absolute legacy. But if she does do that, where do you think she will sit at this current rate? You know, we can't predict the future, but where do you think she would sit as the current all-time golfers ever on the world stage? That's such a hard-to-answer question, right? I mean, we know what the first <laughs> half or whatever, the preamble, whatever you want to call those 16, yeah. 15 wins uh, in the early mm. portion of her career. And I think that would put her, at least in terms of a prodigy, one of the three or four greatest ever. But then if you look in the whole arc of her career, you have to think about kind of different players and, and how they chose to spend their careers. So, I, I, I mean, I think, and I used to think immediately about Lorena Ochoa, in comparison to Lydia Ko, because Lorena Ochoa walked away number one in the world with 27 wins, something to that effect, and went on and kind of had her life. She decided to raise a family and walk away from the grind of professional golf. And so I think there's a little ways to go to get to that level, but not that far for Lydia. She's got a couple of majors, Lorena, similar spot. Mm. She could find herself kind of playing the brand of golf for the foreseeable future through her 20s that could make her better than Lorena Ochoa. And I don't know if that gets you to Kari Webb territory. It won't get you to Annika territory, but it'll certainly get you better than maybe Dottie Pepper. So there's almost kind of a limitless number of possibilities for her if, she, if that's what she do, chooses to do and play golf for six more years. But I also think she's maybe interested in staying a professional golfer longer because what she's had to endure the last few years before to mm. kind of really – COVID forced a pause of play and she was able to reevaluate what she really thinks about her place in golf and what she wants to do in it. Both, both Izzy and myself, we, we love golf and we, we sort of try our best at it, but it's such a precision sport that the mental challenges of the sport are so difficult as well. Do you think having such a balance in her life has allowed her to be as, as good at a young age as what she's been able to? That's a great question. I mean, I, and I always kind of think about this type of stuff, but not only about people who are great at something at a young age, but just people who find greatness. How do you find it? How do you sustain it? What keeps you there? What motivates you? And I think there's a different recipe for lots of different types of athletes. Some people, it's they have a chip on their shoulder they've learned to harness that they've never gotten rid of. Uh, I mean, there are some players who were just molded to be great and drilled it into themselves and bought into it. 
And I think maybe Lydia's kind of somewhere in between. I mean, she knows she's great and she's sought out trying to get better in ways that she perceived with David Ledbetter and it blew up in her face and it didn't work. And I think that caused a cascading series of events that led to kind of this three year downfall of trying to figure out what in the world went wrong and how could she get back to just how easy things used to seem. And I, I think she mentioned it yesterday after winning that the break forced by COVID allowed her to do that, to say, okay, this is the way it used to work. And that worked for me. Well, how can it work for me moving forward? And maybe that psychology interest that she's so interested in really helps drive that is trying to have enough self-awareness to say, how do I think, how do I approach and how do I make that better? And that I, I think really being able to break yourself down, know what you do and then iterate on it, get a little bit better at it for the place in life that you're in. I think that's what makes a great athlete. I think that's what makes this kind of resurgence story really important. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Ryan. It's, um, I, I, I couldn't, when she was such a young age and then she was winning and she was, she was so successful and then, and then a lot of changes started happening and we started, I don't know, I feel like we lost our, our Lydia. I feel like she's just going back to the basics. She's going back to what worked and, and it's working now and it's great to see her happy, smiling. She's, uh, she's in great shape and she's, she's on the winning circle again. So as Kiwis, we're, we're so proud of her and uh, hopefully she can keep Keep at it. But, mate, going forward, which notable tournament has a storyline we should be watching out for? Which LPGA or which tournament going forward is, is the big one coming up? Well, we end kind of the Florida swing this week in a town called Fort Myers in Florida with the Drive One Championship. Again, it's very similar field to this past weekend. A lot of the same players competing, which is a great start for the LPGA schedule. And then we kind of start this multi-month which should be a, an, if, there, if it weren't a pandemic, the LPGA would be in Asia for weeks on end and kind of all-star tournaments, so to speak, to get ready before they come back to the United States for what's now going to be called the Chevron Championship, the first major of the year, which uh, what Lydia has won before. I think that's kind of the big mm-hmm. next proving ground for her is can she do this in a major? Can she grab another major? And I, I, I think now that she feels more comfortable in her own skin, being the golfer who she is, not someone she's not, I think that's the real tournament to look out for. It'll be the last year at this long-term venue. They've had this this event, Mission Hills Country Club, be the last year for it. I wouldn't be surprised if she's coming down the stretch on Sunday with a chance to win. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, Ryan, before we let you go, mate, I'm, I'm always fascinated. You've followed golf your entire life. Who Who is the one player currently playing or, or previously has played that you loved watching or love watching and, and why? What What was it about their game? Or, or is it about their game? I think when I was younger, it was was Phil Mickelson because he took so many risks. I, I like risk. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that in, in my golf when I play. And I think that's what drew me to it, is that he was willing to try the crazy stuff. And a lot of the time it worked, but he was okay if it didn't. I think the older I get, the more I appreciate precision, the more I appreciate uh, technical beauty and just being really, really good at something. And I think that's why I love now watching Colin Morikawa play. He's just incredibly mm-hmm. controlled. He has such great technique. He, he knows he's better than you. He knows he's better than everybody, but he doesn't <laughs> show it. 
He never talks about it, never frames it in a way like a Bryson DeChambeau would. He just goes about his business, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you've lost. He's won. And I, I, I really have come to appreciate that in the short time that he's been a professional golfer. Yeah, he's my favorite. Is he? This is Izzy. He's my favorite. Right, um, Colin Morikawa, he's won me a bit of cash on the TAB too, so I like him, but you're right. The way he can <laughs> He, he won me some money at the British Open too, line. so I'm not going to complain about that. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got me paid. But the way he hits his five irons, he can put them on an absolute dime and put them to a, what, few centimeters of where he's aiming he is so classy he's got a huge huge future so now we really appreciate you on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show uh Ryan Ballinger out of the United States mate such insightful comments from you and we really appreciate your time this morning thank you so much thanks so much fellas appreciate it there you go that was Ryan well, Ballinger and he's Izzy we might have found him out we might have found the man after our own heart eh you'll run it back oh, from inside man. the 22 I'll try and dance <laughs> down the wicket and bang one over the top and Ryan Balanji loves watching golfers who take on risk. How good. We oh. might have found a man after her own heart. And it's great that uh that he he feels Lydia's back to where she could really threaten as well. So fantastic and hope for a huge year for Lydia Co. Let us know your thoughts, double eight double three on Lydia Co. Maybe just where she was a few years ago, where she is now and what you foresee her uh, abilities in the future. Where can she get to and what can she achieve? It is 7.18 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got plenty more to come. We'll be back soon. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.